Vikings fans and Skull Nation, welcome back to another episode of Skull Vikes with Cole and Mike. I'm Cole. And I'm Mike. We are your hosts of the show, and thanks for tuning in. The Minnesota Vikings uh, beat the Chicago Bears this past Sunday, 29-22, to uh, putting us at 4-1, and which is first in the division. So that's pretty exciting. Um, we are undefeated at home at the U.S. Bank, and we are undefeated against divisional opponents. So Bears, Packers, and Lions. So good start for the Vikings, but uh, we're going to break down um, that game, share our thoughts, and then we're going to talk about this upcoming game uh, next Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. But before we do that, we have yet another special guest on today's episode. So, Michael, why don't you go ahead and introduce him to our listeners out there? First of all, I just want to say I'm really excited for this special guest. Um, You know, he's a dear friend of me and Cole's. Um, He's an offensive lineman for the Crown football team, um, and he's also been in res life with me. Um, Welcome to the podcast, Ugo Agwin. Everyone give him a little hand. What's going on? What's going on? What's up? Hey. We're really happy we could have you on the show, and we're glad you're here. Uh, but uh, before we start, I just want to say, if you're not, like, super um, up-to-date with, like, the Crown, because we have a lot of listeners that aren't in, like, the Crown community or whatever, but Ugo, obviously, football player here, but he also commentated our basketball games this last year, and I just want to say, when I look back and watch some of the games, like, highlights... Like, I had some really good highlights, but when you would call the highlights, like, I have some things written down here, like, Cole Fadeaway King, like, that was a big one, and then, like, Shake and Bake by Anderson, like, <laughs> dude, like, literally, when I look back, I'm like, this these highlights are, like, ten times better with Ugo calling them, so. I, I gotta butter up Ugo, too. Um, I remember last year, you know, at my, I had my first coaching position, and we coached the, the Powerpuff team, um, Weldon. And, that's uh, right, dude, that's right. Dude, went undefeated, um, got the championship. Yeah. Even though the refs were against <laughs> us, we still picked up the dub. So yeah, it was just fun. a great time. It was a lot of fun, that game. That, that, that was a lot of fun, and I do enjoy commentating basketball. Um, yeah. you, you, you know, fade away kid. That's the number <laughs> one thing I say when, when Cole got the ball. So it's a fun job, and I'm blessed to, you know, have that position here at Crown. Yeah, for sure. All right, so just getting into some questions here. Um, the first one is, uh, you know, growing up, did you play any other sports? And, like, was there a moment that flipped the switch in your head, like, I want to take football more seriously? Um, I, I did play other sports growing up. I played baseball, um, played basketball, um, played hockey for a while. I had a little stint of hockey, mm-hmm. and I played some soccer here and there. Here and there, but um, when... I think it was my junior year of mm-hmm. high school. I was like, um, I'm either going to pick basketball or I'm going to pick football. And uh, I, I injured. I got injured and I, like, broke, I think, something in my foot or my toe or something like that, which, like, just affected me just in basketball, mm-hmm. like, way too much. And I was like, yeah, it's time for yeah. it's time for me to hang up hang up the shoes and play football, which, yeah. I mean, uh, I still love basketball. I play basketball, you know, here mm-hmm. and there sometimes, but um, football is the main thing. Yeah, for sure. And then, so are you, this is a Vikings podcast, so are you a Vikings fan or is there any other team you follow? Uh, I am a Vikings fan, uh, born and raised in Minnesota. Uh, so There's a lot of, a lot of Packer fans around here, <laughs> yeah. surprisingly, not a lot of Vikings guys, but yeah, I'm a Vikings fan, grew up here. All right, cool. And then, Michael, any questions you got? 
Yeah, so just kind of talking about, like, um, just coming up, um, we know you're a college football player. Um, you know, like, how, how, what's it like, you know, playing in college? Like, just, just the level of play and just, I know, like, it's, it's a, a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are thinking about becoming a college football player. Like, w- what advice would you give to some high school kid that's, that's, that wants to get to that next level? Um, I want you to understand and know that the game is a to- it's a totally different game. Um, you're dealing with older kids, kids who are 22, 23, um, some 25, 26, 27. So understand that the game moves a whole lot faster. Um, the guys are a whole lot bigger, but if you put the time and effort to get bigger and train and stuff like that, like you'll you'll be up there with those guys just like that. So just understand and have trust and belief in yourself, um, but understand it's not the same as high school like your schedule is going to be very very different um and yeah that's just the way life is when you're a college football guy yeah and and uh correct me if i'm wrong but um you used to play the d-line and and now 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 you're on the o-line like like what's what do you think is like the biggest the biggest difference i'm um, in that transition like is is there one you prefer and um i guess just just how was that like you know switching from defense to offense um I mean, the, the transition was weird, you know, when you as a D-lineman, you go against offensive linemen. So now, you know, as an O-lineman, I know, you know, what a D-lineman is thinking. Like, hey, these are the moves they might use or these are the things they might do. So when it comes to stuff like that, like I understand and I know. Um, I guess the weirdest thing was, you know, learning how to play O-line because I played O-line a little bit in high school. But, like, in college, it's a whole different game. It's a whole different mindset. Um so it, the transition was weird, but I grew into it, um, and, and I enjoy it now. I love it now. Yeah. Well said. All right. Yeah, good advice there. Um, all right, so with all that being said, let's get into this Vikings game this past Sunday. So um, I just kind of want to get everyone's immediate thoughts. Just what did you think about the game? Michael, I'm going to start with you. You know what? Offensively, it was, it was encouraging to me. Um, I, I see Kirk go out there. I think he went 17 for 17 off the bat. Um, he just seemed, it was kind of one of those games where you could just tell, like, he was locked in. Like, he was his own, especially yeah. in the first half. Like, yeah. I mean, like, it was like, and, and you know, some of those, like, passes, too. Like, it was like I was seeing a whole different quarterback, just the reads he was making and stuff. Um, but I would say, like, again, it's it's always the defense, man, that's 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 wearing us down and especially in that second half like Justin Fields like we're making him look like a legit like good quarterback and like this guy like you know he's 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 one of the lower tier quarterbacks in the league like this offense like shouldn't be that good and um you know luckily we get that that you know kind of that freak fumble um recovery by by cam danzler um he's kind of reminding me of like the old trey lanes where you know he gets burned almost like every play and then he happens to get the game winning like touchdown everyone thinks he's this great player but you know i think um for the vikings like we we really need to just you know work on our secondary and um just just fix up some things on the defensive end yeah for sure Ugo, what do you got uh, I think Greg, you know, you said it great, you know, when it came to the offensive side. Um, yeah, I think it was at, at uh, all levels, you know, you know, the O-line was blocking really, really well in those 17 mm-hmm. for 17. Um, 
straight going through. And then Justin Jefferson, um, out of those, mm-hmm. I think, 17 for 17, he caught, I think, half of them. Yeah. You know? So that's, like, another thing, a connection right there that you're having. But also understanding, like, you're mixing in what they're doing. I think um, when I was watching the game, the announcer said the Vikings is one of the number one um, play-action teams um, in – in the NFL, and that's uh, the main thing that if you look at the Rams' offense from last year with Kevin O'Connell mm-hmm. and with um, Sean McVay, that's the number one thing that they utilized was the play action, and now you see it here when you have a great running back like Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. um, that you can utilize, and now you have to be scared of the run and the pass. So that that's a big thing, but I think on the defensive side, it's um, you have different pieces in different parts. Um, I think it's... Um, difficult for, you know, Harrison Smith, who's like the leader of the secondary. Yeah. Um, I think this was his, was this his first game back? Or his, I think his fir- first game back was sec- last week. Second game? Last week. He, I don't know. Um, it, <laughs> you just have, mm-hmm. you have a, I wouldn't say you have a young group. You just have a, a group of guys. No, who, a mixture. Yeah, you have a, you have a group, mm-hmm. you have a group of guys who some guys are used to being the number one guy and some guys aren't used to being the number one guy. Yep. So you have a different group and at the linebacker level, I think, I have. I think we have one of the best middle linebackers on the face of this planet, and Eric Hendricks. I think okay. he's. One, I think he's yeah. one of the best. Um, and then up front, you have a really, really solid D line. So I think it's more, you know, understanding at each position and each part, um, how to mend together and weld together. And I think they're, you know, learning. But it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's a up. It's a battle that you got to have. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so kind of just my thoughts. Gonna be honest. Not super content with this win. Um, you look at the last two games, we beat the Lions by four, and then we beat the Saints by three. And, you know, when we won those games, I was like, you know what, win is a win. I don't care how we got it. If it's not pretty, we got it. But <sighs> something about this game, man, like we were up 21 to three, and they scored 19 unanswered points. Like <sighs> kind of just what you were saying about the defense, like you just – it's happening with our team like you, you've seen it in the past like we just let teams come back in and there has to be more of an effort with everyone on the team like when we're up we can't let teams off the hook like we just gotta put them away you know but it is a game of runs like we went on our run they went on theirs so I mean we got the win but um some positives to take away like Michael was saying uh Kirk goes 17 to 17 and I thought one thing that was good is as a team, we did better in the red zone. We didn't settle for field goals like we did against the Saints. Like we, you know, Dalvin Cook had those two touchdowns. And then I also like how we kind of got deep into our playbook and uh, got in our bag a little bit. Um, there is that uh, short little pass, yeah, from uh, Kirk. Got it out of the sh- shotgun snap and then flipped it to Rager uh, for the touchdown. And then there was a pass from where Kirk threw it to Jefferson, then Jefferson threw it back across to Dalvin. And it's like, we even tried a flea flicker too. And you just didn't see that versatility with um, Zimmer. Like, it's it's just refreshing to see um, Coach KO, Kevin O'Connell, kind of give us more, like, bravery to do things like that and mix it up. And you saw it last week with the fake punt against the Saints too. So I think that's pretty encouraging. And then... Um, kind of like Ugo was saying, uh, Jay Jets, 12 receptions, 154 yards. And then Kirk on the last drive, there was like a third and five where he tucked the ball and ran and picked up the first down, lowered his helmet. I thought that was pretty hype. And then he had the QB sneak, um, you know, and then Cam Dantzler stripping the ball away to seal the game and put the nail in the coffin was 
was pretty exciting. So, um, yeah, I mean, win is a win. I Next game, I don't want us to <laughs> – if we're up, let's just keep it like that. But um, kind of switching gears here, um, other games in the NFC North. So the Lions lose 29 donuts to the Patriots. Uh, Third-string quarterback, Bailey Zapp. Um, you know, you, you got to feel for the Lions, man. It's just – it's tough. Um, Personally, hey, you guys are you guys are sleeping on on Bailey Zapp. I think um, you know he, we've seen some good if, things if, from if him. If but. you looked at the week before, Bailey Zapp goes against a, a tough Packers defense and mm-hmm. takes them to mm-hmm. overtime and loses by a field goal. Um, Packers kind of they got away with that one, low key. I mean? They did like, and uh, I think. You know, Bailey Zapp is a, the quarterback who's, you know, understanding and he's building under the Belichick, you know, mm-hmm. mantra, which is a big thing. And then um, I, I just think right now the Lions are um, trying to find themselves. I think yeah. if you watch their games, they have a really good stint of, like, when they played against the Vikings, Jamal yep. Williams went off. Um, their defense was pretty good. And so, like, I think they're at an, an up-and-down type. Yeah. I mean, they've lost a lot of close games. Like, two of them have been 48 to 45, and they lose by three. Like, it's it's tough, man. But, you know, I I have nothing against the Lions. I hope they figure it out. But not this year, though, because this is the Vikings year. <laughs> uh, and then the game I kind of really want to talk about is the Packers. the Packers losing to the Giants in London. What a game. I mean, uh, Saquon Barkley, man. Looked really good. Um, did a lot of really good things. He scored that touchdown. Did a little finger roll celebration in the end zone. I thought that was pretty cool. He's done that for the past um, two weeks. Has man. he? Yeah, <laughs> Where have I been? <laughs> watched him against Dallas when he ran for the touchdown. He literally finger rolled into it. Man's going crazy. Yeah, uh, Michael. I kind of want to hear. Michael's got some good Packer takes. Um, he's kind of our Packer guy on the show. So. What do you what do you want to say about that? So actually, surprisingly, I didn't watch this game. Okay. So I, like, I can't. It was an early game. It was, like it, it was an early game. You know, I, I had to you sleep in. I'm I'm sleep deprived. I'm in college. You know how it is. <laughs> but uh, but but what I would say is, um, if you remember the beginning of the podcast, um, I talked about this Giants team, um, and I actually had us losing to the Giants in the preseason prediction. So, um, and, I and they, we play them on Christmas. Yeah. Eve? Yeah. So. You know they've got a they've got a red hot offense right now, um, and it the the thing about the Packers though is is what I what I said before is that um, I I just don't think right now like their team like they they talk about their their defense and how it was going to be you know one of the top defenses in the NFL like um, I feel like there there's been sparks and moments where they've been like that, but there's also been moments where it's like man like where are they like that first game they played against us and then even here like so so what i would say is is right now like i i really like where the vikings are at like i i feel like the packers defense isn't quite meeting their expectations of what they came in and then um you even look at rogers like it it seems like he's still kind of struggling to find his rhythm um playing with these you know like without Devontae, you know he's got you know you know old vet Mm -hmm. Randall Cobb is kind of his rival receiver, but he he's just struggling to find that chemistry with with some of those younger guys. So um, I, I picture Rodgers to bounce back um, further down the road in the year once once he gets his chemistry with his receivers. But but right now it it, it looks like their offense is struggling. Their defense isn't really meeting up to their expectations. So um, I, I think the 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 Vikings just got to keep rolling right now and and just try to widen this gap as much as they can because because we know. Um, 
come you know end of the season they're they're gonna try to come back so um we just got to be ready yeah and then um one thing i wanted to say is i feel like the packers they lose when they get away from the run game and you know they you saw it against the vikings like they had success with aaron jones and is it dylan aj dylan is that their other running back um and i just feel like they didn't use him enough and they kind of get in trouble when they get away from the run and they kind of put too much on Rodgers' shoulders and you know he's he's the type of quarterback where when he gets you know pressure at him in the pocket like he's gonna make mistakes and i think we kind of saw that against the giants but uh ugo do you have any do you have anything to add about that game uh, i just think in the sense of if you watch it you know the packers came out red hot um like they i feel like like they usually do when it comes to them playing games they score pretty quickly and pretty early you know their offense that i think that the way that they run their offense their offense is a really quick offense you know the rpl reads that rogers makes are really really quick yeah. you know he'll just zing it right there for a slant or for a for a bubble and i think once you move away from that and you move straight into straight back sets and uh yeah. you know under center and stuff like that uh the defense starts to pick up on it um and i think the big thing you know like you said greg was the defense um Saquon had a really, really good game. Daniel Jones had a really, really good game. Mm-hmm. And um, I do think that this Giants team is, is good. This Giants mm-hmm. team isn't a bad team. I just also think that there's holes in this Giants, you know, def- uh, offense that, you know, the uh, Packers weren't able to expose. The number one thing that I would have exposed on that Giants offense is the O-line. Their O-line is, I think, out of right now, the top three sacked quarterbacks in the league is Burrow, um, who else? Who, am I, who, am I, who else am I thinking of? There's one more. One more, and then Daniel Jones. Daniel mm-hmm. Jones is one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah. So that O line is something that you knows having an up and down type season, and you know you have a okay D line with Green Bay with um, who's their who's their uh, OC? No, nah, not their OC. Who's their uh, middle? Their their D tackle. That's a. Uh, it's beyond my. <laughs> no, Kenny but... something man. <laughs> kids a dog guys a dog yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. they have a good up front and they weren't able to you know take advantage of that so yeah. i just think it's something as you see mm-hmm. for the packers while they go throughout the game some games that they play the deeper they go the worse they get i feel yeah yeah for sure well said um all right so kind of looking ahead to this dolphins game um just right off the bat, there are some questions at the quarterback position. Um, obviously, Tua has the concussion injury, and uh, sounds like well, Bridgewater got hit too, and I think he's in the protocol right now, so he's probably questionable as of right now. But you know, they could play their third string. They could play Teddy. I mean, it, not really sure what they're going to do with that. But I mean, regardless, they still have a lot of weapons on offense. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill, he's always a problem. Uh, Jalen Waddell, um, their running back, uh, is it Mozart? Mo- yeah, uh, Raheem? Mozart. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, still a lot of uh, a lot of weapons we have to look out for. But, uh, Michael, when you did your preseason predictions, I believe you had the Dolphins mm-hmm. winning this one. And it sounded like you think that um, our players are just going to take this Miami trip to chill on the beach and sip some pina coladas and not really care about the game. And then, so I, 
you know, with the whole Tua situation, kind of, what are your thoughts? Do you still think um, we're probably going to lose? Or with the way we've been playing, you think we're going to win? What do you kind of think? You know, after watching how we let um, Justin Fields run up the score with 19 unanswered points, I don't care what quarterback you put at center for the Dolphins, like, it's going to be a problem for our secondary. Like, and even if there's some misthrows and some miscommunications, um, whether you have some concussed dude or some third-string quarterback, like, you know, Tyree Kill, he's going to do some damage. Yeah. Like, Waddle's going to do some damage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't see Cam Danzler or P-Pat going out there against Tyree Kill. Well, and here's, here's, and here's, here's the thing. You double-team him. You yeah. double team them. You play zone coverage. Mm-hmm. Now you're opening up for other weapons. Like like they have a really really strong. Now offensively, um, again, I I think we can do a pretty good job. Their their defense is like it's 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 not it's not bad, but it it's not like a leap by any they're sense. They're lower down there in the league with pass pass. Um, so. the other thing that's interesting, I don't know if you guys know this, but the the Dolphin Stadium is designed. So that the team that's away is always facing the sun. Really? Yeah. Huh. And the team that's away is always in the shade. So, you know, you got all these people Vines that are, are used first. to playing these cold games, right? No, but it is a factor. You don't yeah. think about it. Yeah. But, and especially like how that other game went where we kind of struggled in the second quarter, especially in our defense, you get our D line <laughs> and all of our defensive players, you know, in the sun um fourth quarter like in that Miami heat yeah and then you gotta say all right go up against Tyreek Hill and don't get burnt like I don't know I so yeah. I that that's kind of my thoughts on it I don't know I don't know if if that changed anything for you and the thing about Tua too is like I don't see Tua as like you know he's a playmaker but he's also not like and he had he had that one game this season that was like he he looked like you know like an MVP caliber, but like he's not one of those quarterbacks that's like you know up there like top three power ranking. So like the the fact that he's injured, it's going to be a factor, but I don't think it's going to be like as big of a factor as if you go to a team like you know the Packers and Aaron Rodgers is out like something like that. So that, that that's kind of how I see it. I don't know if if you have a different perspective or. Um. To be honest, like it's so early in the week, I don't really know hundred percent like matchups wise. But I was gonna ask Ugo, um, you know, having played both offense and defense, I have a defensive question here. Um, what do you think? Or how do you think we're gonna handle Tyreek? Um, do you think it'll be we'll do like a one safety up high and then try to do like man to man? Because I don't think you would put Dancer on um, Tyreek because Tyreek's just the way his body's built. He's just so quick, and Dancer is more like this kind of lanky guy i i mean if you're gonna stick one guy on him i think it'd be pat pete but i mean even that's a lot so do you think it'll be more like a zone coverage or kind of what do you got for the x's and o's for this game well the vikings run a defense um at least in the secondary they run a shell defense which is where they keep two high safeties okay um and i i think against a team like this where you know the long ball is a threat well i think it's i don't think it's going to be as much of a threat this week, because if you looked at their game against the Jets, um, t- 
Teddy just doesn't have that type of arm strength to throw it to a real fast Tyreek. And if Tua isn't playing, I don't know who their and Teddy's not playing, I don't know who their third string mm-hmm. is. But um I think when it comes to that sense on the offensive side, I don't think I mean Tyreek and Jalen Waddle are obviously gonna be threats, but if you don't have a quarterback who can throw it to those guys yeah. deep and utilize that speed, I mean you can throw slants and all that stuff and once that stuff starts to get old and people start to pick up on that and you understand, okay, you're not gonna go deep on us, you're just gonna throw these short hitches and stuff like that. Um, I think the Vikings need to just understand and, and believe and trust in themselves and understand, hey, this we don't know what quarterback's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we understand that there are these two guys who are fast as bleep, and we understand um, that we need to stop them, and we need to find a way to stop them. Um, I think also another thing is this. Um, you have a quarterback who probably won't hasn't started a game, who might be yeah. under center. Um, get after him. Mm. Get after him real quick. Even if you play man coverage and you understand, hey, Tyreek might burn this guy, if you have – six to seven guys yeah. blitzing mm-hmm. at that young quarterback, he's going to make a mistake. He's going to not really think. Or if you mm-hmm. have six to seven guys blitzing at Teddy, Teddy isn't as elusive as he once was. He's going to sit in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think it, it, if this if Tua is playing, mm-hmm. you game plan a whole different way yeah. than if Teddy or another quarterback is playing. Mm-hmm. Now, defensive-wise, I, uh, I think they're a problem. Um, they have... I think Melvin Gordon coming off the edge, who I think is a, a dog and a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, they have really good linebackers, and their secondary isn't terrible. Their secondary gives up yards, but their secondary isn't a terrible secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And it's a home game, so you have an, all things for them are working in their factor for them to play. Um, they, I think they're a really good home team as well, um, and when they play on the road, it's kind of a little bit tough. So... We'll see what goes on. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to – I always ask Ugo too, like – because I think oftentimes, you know, you you watch a football game and, you know, I I feel like the offensive line, like, they're kind of like the the unspoken, like, you know, heroes in a game. Like, you don't hear much about them. So I just kind of want to get your perspective on, like, just the the Vikings O line because I feel like we talk a lot about you know like J Jets and Kirk but like like how how have you seen like when you watch football games like how how do you see like our O line performing this year? Um, I think they're as of right now doing a, a really good job. Yeah. Um, I think one of the main pieces that I think a lot of people were scared of is uh, Christian Dersaw. Mm-hmm. You know, his first season he started as a rookie and he, it's not like he underperformed or anything like that, but like. People had high expectations for him, and I don't think people he hit that high expectation. Um, this year, I think he's been doing really, really well, and he hasn't been really spoken of. And I think going into the season, a lot of people were scared of this offensive line because there were no big names. There weren't you know people that everyone's like, okay, yeah, we know who he is. Um, I think the Vikings last year were in the race to get Trent Williams, and then Trent Williams went to San Fran, and everyone was like, okay, I don't know what the Vikings are going to do now. Um, I think that up front, uh, is really, really solid. I think, you know, there's obviously guys who um, I think their guard positions are tough, and I think, you know, in any offense, you know, playing guard is really, really hard because you have a guy who has better leverage um, than you on you. But they've been they've been doing well. I don't know how many times Kirk has been sacked this season, but I don't think it's – I don't think it's a higher number than it was probably last season. So I think the O-line right now is just a group that – 
everyone wants to see more out of. You know, you see Dalvin and you see um, Madison getting these good yards and and big gains, and people are like, where is it coming from? Like, how is it going on? And um, I think the offense is designed, the offense that they have is designed for them to block really, really well, and and for Dalvin Cook and Madison, who have a little bit of shimmy in them, to find open holes. But uh, I think their offensive line is doing really, really well right now. For sure. Um, yeah, well said. And then last thing, um, what are we kind of thinking for score predictions? We kind of do it every episode. Um, I'm going to say... This is tough when you don't know who the It's tough. Is. It is tough. And, and it's the beginning of the week, so it's like <laughs> they haven't even really broke down matchups very much. So, But screw it. I'm going to give a prediction. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Vikings get the win. And I'm going to say we win 27-17. So I think the Dolphins will put up a bit of a fight, but I think we'll go in there and get the dub and head into the bye week feeling good at 5-1. and one. Michael, what do you got? You know, I'm, I'm going to stick with my, my preseason prediction. I know, I know. You know, I got to be that one guy. Um, I'm going to have Dolphins... 28 26 i think that their defense is going to hold enough where we're not gonna it's not gonna be like last week where we can just punch ourselves in the end zone easily like we did with chicago um (laughs) i think i'll give two um if two is playing I think um the score i think it's gonna be a high scoring game if two is playing i think it might be 35 27 Vikings pull that off. Um, I think if Tua is not playing, it's going to be way more of a um, defensive game than we think it would be. Um, and I think it might be a 14 to 7 type game or a, or a 20 to 14 type, like a real close, low scoring game. Because um, the number one thing that I'm even thinking of is um, if they aren't playing, if Tua isn't playing, and uh, the number one game that I look at for the Vikings to um, maybe watch film on or to even exploit is when the Dolphins played the Bengals, Joe Mixon had a good day, and I think, you know, the Bengals' offensive line isn't one of those offensive lines that you're like, yo, this offensive line is dope, Um, and Joe Mixon is a great uh, running back just like Dalvin Cook is, so I think if you use those elements and those type of things to move forward, um, I think the Vikings get a win this week and move into the bye, 5-1. and Sweet. Alrighty, you heard it here first, the predictions for this upcoming Sunday. Um... Is there anything else you guys want to add before we close out or pretty much hit every topic? Or? Um, you guys got a home game this week, right? Yep. So, um, Crown students, um, if you're here. Please pop out. Pop out to that game. Um, it's a really important game for us. Morris right now is the number one team in the conference. Um, and having everyone in the stands is going to be very, very key for us and very, very um, influential because the more people, the more noise, the more noise, the more chaos, the more chaos, the more better that we can do as a as an offense and a defense. So um, we really need everyone to pop out. Let's go. Oh, for sure. Let's go. All righty. 
thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, as always, make sure to check out our Instagram page, colmike.school, to see when we post and see other updates. And as always, Skull Vikes. Skull Vikes. <laughs>